And now, PureFandom.com presents another episode of Brad and Court Talk. Hey there, everybody. Welcome back to another Pure Fandom Podcast of Brad and Court Talk. I'm Brad. And I'm Court. Welcome back to Riverdale Serpents, Bulldogs, and River Vixens. And Psycho Killers. Ah, ah, ah. Uh, 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 uh. Um, I think they took a, a teeny tiny break from the Psycho Killers last week, even though they invited the awesome Tony Todd, aka Candyman. Yeah, that was that was uh, a really cool cameo. And if you have not seen Candyman, you really should go watch Candyman because it actually really ties in with the episode. Who hasn't seen Candyman? A lot of people haven't seen it. It's an older show, and because the um. Oh, God, there was so much on there. I was talking about this last week, and who was I talking about it with? I don't know. Anyhow, the tie-ins the tie-ins with the Candyman is he was actually uh, threatened to be hung as well. Because mm-hmm. that was one of the things that came up with uh, one of the – oh, see, now I got all thrown off. And, yeah, anyhow, uh, the Riverdale Reaper – when he was talking about the Riverdale Reaper who was lynched by uh-huh. a victim of lynch mob, the Candyman, played by Tony Todd, was also lynched, and that's how he ended Well, he got his hand cut off afterwards and pouring with honey, and that's how the whole bee thing started. Spoiler. But, um, yeah, it's, it was a whole bunch of tie-ins to it and stuff. And I was like, that's awesome. Tony Todd is awesome. He is very tall. He's like six foot five. I have met him before and looked up to him. And Ken, <laughs> and Ken Foray, too. So, yeah. So, yeah. Oh, and happy birthday. I think today's his birthday. Oh, yeah. Cool. Happy birthday. So, yeah. There's that. All right. He's been in so much stuff. Insane amount of shows. Uh, seriously, go look at Tony Todd's IMDb. It is humongous. The amount of stuff that he is in is insane. Uh, he's his sound. He's, he uses his voice and everything. This guy has like. 900,000 credits. He's got 99 movie I mean, credits by itself. Yeah, he has a very distinctive voice, so it right. makes sense. Yeah, 99 movie credits, 75 TV credits. <laughs> you know, and that's just some of that. This guy, he's in everything. I just, I, I've i been binge watching um, Star Trek Deep Space Nine just because. And he's mm-hmm. he actually had two roles in that recently. The episode I'm watching today, he was uh, played Kern, who was Worf's brother. And then previously in one of the episodes called The Visitor, he was um, the adult Jake Sisko. <laughs> so he two different roles played the whole thing. But yeah, he's... Or their family tree is super complicated. There's that. Because one happened, yeah, there's all that. He was also been in a remake of Night of the Living Dead. Oh, yeah. Yes. And yeah, he's been in stuff and things. So check him out. If you, you, know, and you know who he is. Don't tell me you don't. I know you do. <laughs> well, if you're not sure who he is, he was the dude who picked up a jughead on the side of the road when, of course, the tire went flat. Oopsie. And, of course, you thought things were going to happen. I thought a lot of things were going to happen, even though Jughead is one of the stars of the show. Like, you, you invited Candyman onto the show. And so, of course, I, I was like, is he going to steal whatever is in the box? Is there a head in the box? What's happening? What's in the box, man? D- What's depending? in the box? <laughs> Right, exactly. It was one of those episodes. So th- this episode, it was uh, was it Tales from was it Tales from the Dark Side? So I, I really like the way they set up the episode, the Tales from the Dark Side. Uh, I like the fact that we got what was it four different four different stories. Something we yeah, had about Betty that. and Veronica. We had Josie and uh, Cheryl. We had the boys. So it was, it was three. 
Yeah, right? they were all going at the same time, which is really cool how that all tied in together. Yeah, it was, it's always cool to see something where you're like, oh, I saw this part of the story early. I know what's going on with these two. Now I need to know what's happening with these two ladies over here. Um, well, actually, there are kind of four different stories that went on if we count the uh, sheriff and the mayor. <laughs> right. Yeah, there's a lot. All right, so... um. Huh? It's a trope that's happened before in shows, and when you do it right, it's really good. When you do it wrong, it's horrible. Oh no, they they really made this one work. Mm-hmm. I, I enjoyed I enjoyed it one because we got to see things from point of views from characters that we generally don't get to see. Uh, meaning Josie and Cheryl got to take center stage this week for their part of the the vignette for their part of the tale. Um, so let's start with those two. Okay, go for it. Uh, so this week we saw Cheryl and Josie. Cheryl has taken a liking to Josie since, of course, uh, Josie and the other girls helped save her from being raped. Um, and we find out that it looks like Josie has maybe a stalker or a secret admirer or a little bit of both. And we see Chuck. That was the guy from last season who uh, was a, pretty much a jerk in we saw it was a dark Betty for the first time ever and they set him up and they took him down, but he, he seems like he's reformed and he actually likes Josie. Uh, so they were almost a thing until Cheryl made it look like he was her secret admirer. Right. Yeah. Chuck yeah. was actually trying to do good. I mean, he turned a leaf, he was doing better and Cheryl just screwed up everything. And now he's, you know, had, he's done. Yeah, he's done. Uh, I wonder if we'll maybe see him come back in a bigger role once she finds out that uh, it was Cheryl sending her the the presents and everything and the little notes. It was really spooky. I'll, I'll give them that. They did a really good job of having that effect. And, of, of course, just letting the, their story play out before we got to see all the other stuff. And you kept having to – they kept throwing a janitor in there like that was something. And then I just – I put that like with uh, – Tony Todd's character. Uh, they were just characters that were there, you know, red herrings. They weren't really meant to yeah. use or anything like that. That's how I put them. It's just, they were, they were adding into it. But then again, I'm also like, why is she in the school after dark? I mean, what school can you stay in after dark? It's been years. The same school where Jughead lived for a while. Well, yeah, yeah, I guess you got a point there. They don't, security in that school sucks. Yeah, it's worse than the security at Flash headquarters, Star Labs. <laughs> Don't even lock the door. <sighs> no locked doors. But the the whole thing with the janitor, it reminded me of the whole, all the Friday the 13th, like the, the weird town guys or the, the cemetery caretakers. It's a death curse. Mm-hmm. And I, I didn't. I didn't even suspect that he was possibly her stalker. I knew it had to be somebody else. Sure. I didn't suspect Cheryl, though. Yeah, Cheryl came out of left field. I didn't see that happening. Yeah, so it was really cool to see her over there drawing uh, Josie's picture, the same exact picture that we saw that they thought Chuck drew. Mm-hmm. So that was a very, very cool story. And, of course, we got to see more of Mom, and she wanted to put Josie on lockdown, thanks to the sheriff. Do you think that would have happened if the mayor and the sheriff weren't sleeping together? Uh, that was the best part ever, that they... <laughs> tracked them down and yeah betty doing her thing yeah oh betty doing her thing okay so we'll move on to betty and veronica (laughs) betty Betty well more so yeah (laughs) betty has a new suspect this time it is the sheriff sheriff keller 
Kevin's dad. Mm-hmm. And we found out quite a few things this episode about Sheriff Keller. Uh, did we remember he was married? Because for some reason, I thought he was divorced or widowed. I don't remember that. All I caught was the fact that both Sheriff Keller and, and his son like to go out in the middle of the night and hook up with people. <laughs> well, at least he did his at the hotel. True. He was not getting the room, discreet, though. though. Huh? They weren't very discreet, though. No, not so much. <laughs> Betty has her issues of, I got to break into everything. And, you know, breaking into that, she goes over to gets Veronica to spend the night. And they have a little sleepover. And they're trying to break in. And she, I'm like, I, first thing, I'm like, how are you breaking into this house and going into it and not paying attention to cars driving up in the driveway when you're right out front? She's a bad well, investigator. You just had to have that moment where she walked in, or where he walked in and saw her, her being all nosy. Like, just tell him what you're doing. Tell him, oh, I have a new murder board, and I just wanted to see what you were looking at. Right. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a murder board. Everybody needs a murder board. They do. They do. Uh, one of my favorite parts of the episode was, of course, uh, Kevin trying to teach Veronica how to play their version of Dungeons and Dragons. I don't think they actually said what it was, because a uh, trademark. Mm-hmm. And... um her saying that she had to go downstairs to check on something and not wanting to go into the basement and be like, well, just go ahead and do it. Just do it. And it was so spooky. And Brad, if you ever tell me to go to a dark basement, I'm going to tell you, no, you know, I'm a scaredy cat anyway. Go into the basement. It'll be fine. It's okay. I'm not going into the basement of the suspected serial killer. I'm not doing that. And then she goes down there and we see Sheriff Keller all buffed out and Veronica's tongue is on the floor. It is so hilarious. She was so thirsty in that moment. <laughs> yeah, he he was hitting the weights. I mean, you got to stay in shape when you're the only sheriff in town. In the, this is true. He doesn't really have any deputies, too. No, I pointed this out last week we were watching it to Tracy. I was like, look at this gigantic building that's the sheriff's office, and it's him and an overnight guy. Yeah. They need to hire some people. Get some people in there. Do some other work, you know? Yeah, kind of you know, give yourself some more time since you are caught up in this investigation, your marriage, your son, and your relationship with the sheriff. I'm like, go, sheriff. He's hot. Yeah, I mean, sure, the mayor. Yeah, talk to the mayor. Go ahead. I need some more deputies. Sure, she'd say yes. She said yes already, so there. They can. Well, she's going to say yes because if she wants the kind of um, favors such as him looking out for her daughter, he, like there has to be someone who will be on the clock doing that 24-7. And it like, doesn't she make, has to have other people. Yeah, it makes we sense just now don't why them. they're always together, too. So clears that all up. This is true. All right, so Archie and Jughead. Um, so Penny, uh, the chick that FP told his son not to make any deals with, she comes back and she says, well, I'm calling in my favor. And Jackie's like, okay, what do you what do you need? Well, and uh, Penny Peabody told him that she just needed him to pick something up. Why didn't he look in the box or why didn't he just say no? Well, the whole thing like, What is- would she have done if he, had, he, if he hadn't... Um, just if he if he'd given her money instead of cashing in on the favor, well, like, what would she have done? He didn't have any money, and that's the whole fact that she said, you know, uh, his dad had been hurt in prison, and you know, they or needed, so she said, right? And he doesn't. First off, uh, old Papa his said, don't answer the phone if she calls. Mm-hmm. Missed that idea. I totally did, didn't do that. So 
he's just buying it. He's, you know, on the gullible side, went into it. Okay, you're going to help my dad. All right, cool. And, okay, take a box. You can't take your bike. You need something to haul it in there with. She does tell him to be done after midnight. I mean, be out of there before midnight, which they don't happen to do. They're kind of thereafter, which kind of sets them in the whole conundrum they got stuck into. Mm-hmm. But I, yeah, that's he kind of you knew that was going to happen eventually. You just knew it, and I don't. Get, oh yeah, this uh, this is my whole part with the serpent's MC. And let's just say this for those of you who don't know this, uh, Court and I and my wife Tracy, we did a Watchers of Anarchy podcast for Sons of Anarchy for like the entire show, which was a bazillion years. I think like nine thousand seasons long. <laughs> what was it nine seasons or something like that? And I think it was seven seasons. Seven. I stopped caring past seven five. or eight, whatever. It doesn't matter. It was, but the whole point is like, okay, it was a show about a motorcycle club. And during mm-hmm. this, um, I ride too, so I know that part. But we also would talk to a lot of uh, people who were in outlaw clubs and stuff like that. So really know a whole lot about the whole outlaw club or motorcycle club area, which always annoys me. I always correct people. It's not a gang. It's a motorcycle club. Different thing. Um, <laughs> so I totally confused at the dynamics of this, how just anybody can become a member, it seems, if you're on the right side of the tracks. And how... Well, well, maybe they didn't have an expert. Uh, Sons of Anarchy, some of the storylines drove me crazy sometimes, but they, were stayed, they stayed really true to the MC lifestyle right. as much as they could. I know it's the CW, so that's kind of what you. Yeah, expect. it's a CW version. But it's I, okay. But I'm like, okay, so she's going against the president's wishes and doing all this stuff. How is this? How does this work? I'm just. Uh, it's the CW. I just have to shake my head and go with it. I'm just okay. Fine. <laughs> yeah, she'd have been excommunicated a couple of times. Oh yeah, she would have disappeared. I mean, and then he doesn't trust her. Like he wouldn't have kept her around if she he didn't trust her like that. Their lawyers are super important, as we know from watching SOA. Right. Yeah, you gotta have a good club lawyer and I'm sorry if she has ties to the club, they're not gonna listen as much to him, but yeah, she would have been in the box. I'm just saying, folks. She would have been the one in the box. This is true. And I'm just wondering what she was up to. Like, why does she need that blackmail material against them? And how long is it gonna take Jughead to tell his father? Well, it's going to take him forever, I think, because he's in there now because he didn't do what his dad said. And now the other, on the other side, they know that Jughead is the drug mule. So they're kind of screwed with that whole thing. And now, yeah, but do they know what was in the box? Like, if she showed that picture to anybody, like, okay, so you're showing me having this box here. You're not showing what's in it. Like, how do you even know? It's the fact that I the other group also knows his name and was told you were the delivery guy. So they know yeah. that part. I mean, that's kind of a bigger thing right there. It's like, you know, when the mafia or uh, we'll just say the, the, the cartel knows your name and knows you're the one who's supposed to be bringing the goods. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that doesn't. Yeah. You can't just say, nah, you know what? I don't want to do it because your other people say, oh, he left with it. I don't know what happened to it. Oh, okay. So. He's kind of screwed. And Archie's kind of screwed with screwed. him. And Archie deserves to be screwed with him because it's all Archie's fault. Why? Because we go back last week or before that when they were having the drag race that was working. It was, you know, it was good. Uh-huh. And Archie just had to call the cops. And then <laughs> somehow 
in this modified like 1969-ish or something Camaro, there's a handbrake in the center console that's uh-huh. not there. There's not a parking brake right there. Back in that day, it was down on the floor. So just shit only Brad sees right there. <laughs> also, whatever you do. If, yeah, I wouldn't have known any better. If you're traveling at speed, like anything above, say, 35, never pull a parking brake while you're moving because it'll mess your life up. <laughs> bad, bad yeah. things will happen. You will, not, you will not slide to a really cool stop at all. <laughs> so... <laughs> But that's right there. Was that was one of the things where Archie screwed things up, and now he's stuck in that whole issue because of Archie. Yeah, but at least Archie was a friend enough to come along with him. Yeah, now he's stuck with him. Well, at least he came there and saved him too, which was good. I mean, I, I enjoyed it. Like so much of the season, we've seen Archie and Jughead apart doing their own thing, and I'm, I was just happy to see those guys together, like having the storyline. And the same thing with the car, even though, um, yeah, what Archie did was really bad to the car and, and to the deal. And then he admitted it Archie. too. If you're gonna do something good, don't admit it in front of the other gang members. That's never good. <laughs> don't. <laughs> How Archie's still alive? I have no idea. I'm just saying. Because he's Archie Andrews. And it would kind of ruin the show. Exactly. They, they need that for anybody else. Um, things can happen, even though Cheryl has to stay. Yeah. Well, yep. Cheryl and and the parents. I, yeah. I love most of the parents, even though they're shady as hell. So one thing that came up on this episode. Well, now that we have, you know, uh, the candy man, Tony Todd, which is ironic to candy man because j- jingle jangle. And all that stuff <laughs> did, which also, if you haven't heard it yet, the Trader Joe's had to issue a statement saying that Jingle Jangle isn't the same drug that was on Riverdale. <laughs> D- true story right there. That was the best thing ever. Um, 89 cent candy. I'm going to try that stuff. It's not the same. Uh, when Jughead was in the truck and he was being told about the Riverdale Reaper, Mm-hmm. I actually think that's the Reap, Riverdale Reaper is tied in with whatever is going on because I think that the house that Betty was lured to had something to do with it was the Reaper's house or something like that. The Reaper's father's house. It's tied in. That house is tied in with the Reaper. Yeah. And we will find out later. I'm down for it. Let's go. Yep. That's all I got. Um, that's all I have too, except for the thing with uh, Josie. I forgot to mention that she's on the outs with the Pussycats because, of course, Cheryl was going to get her a deal. Mm-hmm. Uh, and for whatever reason, Cheryl couldn't get a deal for Josie and the Pussycats. It was just a deal for Josie. So our, our Pussycats are fighting. Yep. Very much. They're not <laughs> happy. <laughs> and uh, I wanted to talk about some news. You already talked about the Jingle Jingle. I had that on my list. So uh, everybody should have heard by now that Sabrina the teenage witch may not be coming to Riverdale after all, but she will be coming to a TV screen near you. If you have Netflix, Uh, they bypassed on Riverdale because um, I guess they wanted a, a, wait a minute. Let me see. Like I was reading this article and it says that they bypassed on the Riverdale deal because the CW already has the supernatural show that they're looking to develop. And I'm not talking about wayward sisters. It looks like they're really trying to bring back charm. They're trying to do a reboot for charmed. Uh, so they didn't really have any room, I guess for the, the, um, 
Riverdale spinoff. Um, but of course, they have a really cool idea for the story. It's going to be the chilling adventures of Sabrina. And there is a new series, two season, 20 episode order that uh, Netflix has landed. And I'm pretty excited about that. I'm a little sad because we won't get crossovers or we might. I don't know. Um, uh, but I'm really excited because it's going to be on Netflix so they can get as dark as they want to get. It's going to be super creepy. So I'm excited. I'm kind of curious how they would do crossovers because we know CW loves doing crossovers and I think it could happen. I mean, it wouldn't be instrumental to the storyline. It's kind of like, uh, you know, like the other CW crossovers like uh, Supergirl and Legends and The Flash and Arrow. They they cross over, but their storylines don't really mean anything in the long run. It's just a massively cool crossover that's fun to watch. But yeah, <laughs> it doesn't like I noticed uh, I was catching up on the flash and I noticed I actually missed an episode previously to the crossover. And I had no idea until I started watching the finale. And I was like, crap, I forgot that episode, <laughs> <laughs> but I think they could do it that way. They could have Sabrina show up in Riverdale, do some mm-hmm. stuff and they could have, uh, characters from Riverdale show up in Sabrina also in a different type, darker role. And I mean, it could work out and it doesn't really have to tie into everything. Like they could, exactly. have, they could have the serpents or something show up as well, you know, things like that. Right. And so they could have characters that are serpents. So it wouldn't necessarily even have to be the people that we know um, from Riverdale all showing up all at once or even popping in, frequently but we should at least get shout outs to riverdale itself we should hear in in like the distance about archie and his little gang of friends uh, over the river uh from from greendale like they can make this work mm-hmm. and we've seen with what marvel does um with the little superhero uh, TV shows that they have going where they do the little crossovers in between where you'll get that one character. It might be a minor character, but they pop up maybe for an episode or just a part of episode or just like a little storyline. Or even if they do the whole thing like they did with Tony Todd where he just popped up like, hey, yo, what's up? And then he was gone. Right. Like that would be great. Yeah, um, but I do hope we get a backdoor pilot from um, Riverdale for this. Like, I want them to be connected in some way, and not just oh, this is Sabrina and she's in she's in Greendale, and there's also Riverdale on this channel, but they're not really related. I hate when shows do that. I'm, I'm sure they will do something to tie it in. I can't see them not doing it because they got to promote it that way. You know, they got to get it out there. Yeah. All right. Anything else? Uh, that's all I have for now. I'm just super excited to see what happens next. It should be the mid-season finale that's happening soon because all the shows are about to go on hiatus and who knows what in the world we'll do with all our time, Brad. Right. <laughs> uh, something. <laughs> yeah, you need to watch uh, Dark on yeah, Netflix. I need to get caught up on a whole lot of things. Well, on that note, if you aren't there already, head on over to purefandom.com and check out some of the other killer articles posted there. You can check out some of our older podcasts for Van Helsing, 12 Monkeys, The Magicians, other stuff, more stuff and things stuff. Uh, There are also a lot of awesome writers over there putting out some amazing work. Yes, there are. And if you want to find us, you can find me on Twitter at Jindev. He's Brad ZB. You can also follow Pure Fandom on um, Twitter at Pure Fandom. Uh, you can also find P 
Peer Fandom on Facebook. And we're on Facebook a couple of times. We have a Van Helsing Facebook group for Peer Fandom where we mostly just talk about that. Sometimes some of the actors will drop by and drop some behind the scenes goodies or just, you know, shout out their coworkers uh, for all the awesomeness. It's really cool to see that chemistry that they have. Mm-hmm. Um, we also have Brad and Court Talk Peer Fandom Podcast group where we kind of talk about everything under the sun. Like we can ramble a lot. Oh, definitely. Join us. Yes. <laughs> we like a lot of things and you would see that if you are in the, the Facebook group. Yes, you will. So if you have thoughts or comments about this episode, let us know in the comments below or hit us up on Twitter or the Facebook page. Until next time, go try some of that jingle jingle from Trader Joe's. I'm sure it's FDA approved. Until next week, check out more amazing content at purefandom.com. <laughs>